Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a live edition of Weigh-In Sports Talk. I'm your host, the one, the only, the legend, Tarvino, co-hosted with Jonathan Miklos tonight. Hope everyone's having a good week so far. First week of the new year. I don't see much of a difference, but maybe that's just me. But we're going to talk tonight about the NFL. We're not going to have too long of a show tonight. But we are going to talk some football. We're going to get the predictions. We're going to get to hear our prediction of each round of the NFL playoff. We'll talk about the Alabama-Clemson game update. Mike Williams for Clemson out, the wide receiver. It's going to be a butt-kicking, guys, and we'll see what everybody thinks about it. Can Minnesota pull off the upset and beat Colin Coward's number one team in the NFL, the Seattle Seahawks? Can Green Bay go on the road and beat Washington. Green Bay lost on purpose last week, so we saw that happen on Sunday night. Jonathan, man, I I had a feeling. I really did. I'm not just saying that. I had a feeling that they were going to choke that game away, man. They were going to lose on purpose so they didn't have to play Seattle. Uh, uh, Well, uh, I didn't necessarily see that coming. Um, you know, and if they win that game, they just get Minnesota again. Uh, and I think, you know, thinking about it, that's probably something that also you really don't want. You don't want to show everything you have, if you will, against the team and then have to play them the very next week. Um, well, so I think if no, I think if Green Bay had a one, Seattle would be coming there, and Washington would have been traveling to, or uh, Minnesota would have been traveling to Washington. Am I missing something here? Yeah, Seattle and Minnesota would have had the same record, um, and Seattle beat Minnesota, so they had the tiebreaker. Okay, so Seattle would have been the five seed then going to – so Green Bay would have been the – yeah, you're right. So my theory wasn't right. So Green Bay, why would they lose at home on purpose to, just to go on the road and play a, a hot Washington team? Well, there goes my theory. It's gone. <laughs> it's over. That's okay. That's why they call them theories, right? You know, you have to. I think outside the box. I don't. I don't leave it up to somebody else to tell me all the time. But man, four great games this weekend coming up: Kansas City at Houston. A lot of people are just putting Kansas City in right now. I'm, we're going to talk about that. Pittsburgh playing a team that hasn't won a playoff game since before Jesus was born. I mean, they they haven't won a playoff game. How long has it been since they won a playoff game? Uh, I believe Sam White. Fifty years. 
Or was actually still there? Well, you got to remember they did play in the Bowl in the eighties. Um, goodness, it's it's got to be at least yeah, 20, 30 years at this point. Yeah, thirty. Icky Woods was the last time of numerous times. That was the last time. That was before your day, Jonathan. Before Cincinnati, last time they made mm-hmm. the playoffs. And you know, I think they've given Seattle a little too much credit. We're going to talk about that and the Packers. Nineteen ninety. Okay, 1990, God, 25 <laughs> years ago. That's older than me. Yeah. That's the last time they won a playoff game. Last time they won a playoff game was 1990. They beat the Houston Oilers 41-14. Okay. Wow. Well, we're going to talk about the, you know, Green Bay going over. I think a lot of people are loving Washington right now, and I'm going to go against a lot of people because uh, – I, I, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little while. And then we're going to touch on the alabama Clemson game in just a minute, but we'll preview that Sunday night. But but let's do some playoff predictions right now, John. Who do you have? Well, I'm going to start, first of all, who do you have in your Super Bowl? And then we'll go in the scenarios later. Who do you have? The AFC and the NFC. Uh, that's very difficult. It was very difficult for me to actually really put this together because uh, I believe the AFC is so wide open. None of the teams came in hot. Um, I'm going to go with Denver to represent the AFC this year. Uh, I'm probably wrong. I I think anybody's guess is as good as mine. Um, And for the NFC, I'm going to stick with Carolina. They're just, I mean, that's the best team in football right now, and I think they will remain the best team in football. I agree. And and people forget that, you know, they talk about Seattle. Those linebackers, those four linebackers for Carolina, they give Russell Wilson some problems. If you watch their matchups, how close they've been over the past few years. Well, Carolina was just rebuilding Johnson. That's what they were doing, just trying to, to build something up. And look what they've done. I mean, I mean, they almost beat Seattle every time they played them. Last year in the, the playoffs, when they went to Seattle at night and, and made it respectable. They kind of, respectable on the field and earned the respect of a lot of people. I think that was the turning point of this Carolina team, um, confidence-wise. And then this year they go to Seattle and care. What people say, oh, it was in the middle of the season. It, it's still a win, right, Jonathan? Anytime you go to Seattle and win there, it's, it's something big. And I think mm-hmm. that's what kind of sparked Carolina this year, if you want to know the route. I think that's sparked uh, yeah, no, I, I I think definitely that was a um, a huge game for them. I think it really got a lot of momentum going. I, it's it's hard to say otherwise because when when you watched them before that, it was oh they're good, but you know it's it's still Carolina's team won you know, what seven games last year. You know let's 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 wait it out and see what happens. And what they've done is they've just shoved it all back in our face and said look. We're an excellent football team. It's not a team. This isn't a team of stars. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the offense is maybe different with Cam Newton and whatnot. But doesn't this Carolina team remind you of those Patriot teams that won three out of four in the early 2000s? I mean, it re- it really strikes that resemblance to me. It has the feel. And it's, it's just a deep, just a way they can physically do what they want to do. But the only difference is Tom uh, Cam Newton can run, Tom Brady couldn't, and 
That's it. But I, I, I get what you're saying right here. And, and aren't you glad that Ron Rivera is still the coach right now of the Carolina instead of some of these teams, man, we're going to talk about that, playing musical chairs with all these coaches. How did Indianapolis's coach keep their job, Johnson? And then the Saints going to keep their guy. I mean, was there as many changes that took place that, that I guess than you thought? I mean, were there, were there more changes than you thought or less? There were less. I thought a lot more heads were going to roll this past Monday. I did it well. There was just so much buzz about this guy getting fired and that guy getting fired. Um, I mean, what you know, and, and I think with Pagano keeping his job after it had been reported, it was all but official that he was out. I mean, it, the sad reality is Josh Freeman saved Chuck Pagano's job for him. Uh, you know, and I don't know if he'll get that credit, but he did. If they don't win that game, Pagano's probably fired. But Earth is looking at it going, how can I fire him after an 8-8 eight eight year? Um, San Francisco firing their coach after one year and, full, and paying his entire contract, all $15 million. That blew my mind. Uh, I, I hear, I'm hearing rumblings. They're going to try to make a play for Chip Kelly um, because of the whole mobile quarterback with Kaepernick and that. Kaepernick. It's awesome. odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you've hired, like Colin Coward said, you hired the JV defensive coordinator, really. I mean, really, the mascot. And uh, we're going to bring the lovely Quinn Thomas on. The uh, He's going to be with us tonight. Welcome to the show, Quinn. Hey. I'll be hey, man, this is radio, man. I'm not your little 13-year-old girlfriend you're talking to on the phone. Put some pep <laughs> in your step, man. Come on, Quinn. Have you watched Godfather yet? <laughs> well, let's talk some football. Oh, my, God. Oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> Godfather is football, Quinn. Godfather is football. Let's talk some football, like Quinn said. Well, I'm looking at this bracket right now. Um, man, it looks good. I'm going to predict, and we're going to go through all the games, I'm, I can't go against New England right now because I just think they could care. I think that New England lost, and I think they could care less about the one because they didn't think Denver was going to be there anyway. Maybe Belichick's smarter than we think he is and smarter than we are. I know he's smarter than I am. Uh, but I think he believes Denver's not going to be there because if you look at it, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh up there, Denver would play Pittsburgh probably. And uh, – Pittsburgh will beat Denver, just like they did a couple of weeks ago. All New England has to do is is beat Houston or Kansas City, and they're in the AFC Championship game, guys. I mean, why are so many people scared of New England, Quinn? I, I like them. I think Pittsburgh and New England will be in the, the AFC Championship game, and I think Carolina and Arizona are going to be in the NFC Championship mm-hmm. game. Could you imagine two better games? Oh well, uh, with how New England's been struggling, I see a hot Kansas City team going into going yeah, into Foxborough and beating them. I have a Kansas oh, City Pittsburgh okay. with Pittsburgh going to the Super Bowl, and then I have Carolina and Arizona and Carolina going to the Super Bowl, and then Carolina over Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I have Carolina, New England. And let's 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 pick it. Pittsburgh beats Cincinnati, Jonathan. That means 
they play Denver, right? Because they're the lowest seed. Mm-hmm. I guess they call lowest seed is six, right? Higher seed is one. So um, mm-hmm. the way these brackets are can confuse people sometimes. But Denver, Pittsburgh is going to beat Cincinnati. Let's all agree on that real quick. Um, and we'll talk about that game later. But Pittsburgh can go into Denver. Who's going to play quarterback? Which one is which? Which quarterback that can't run is going to play? <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. I don't care how good Denver's defense has been. You can't stop Pittsburgh's weapons outside once they get going. That, those receivers are, are good. But I think there was an injury to the running back that concerns me a little bit. So we'll have to keep our eye on that. But Pittsburgh beats Denver. Uh, Houston, Quinn, is going to beat Kansas City. And they're going to go into New England and lose. So they're just going to set up Pittsburgh, New England, I think. And I'm going to be crazy right now. I'm going to be crazy. Minnesota beat Seattle. Minnesota is going to beat Seattle. And that means Minnesota is going to be going to Carolina. Green Bay is going to beat Washington. Well, hold on. If Green Bay beats Washington, Jonathan, and Minnesota beats Seattle, that means Green Bay would go to Carolina and see, and mm-hmm. Minnesota would go to Arizona, correct? Right. Yeah. And so, all right, Green Bay, Carolina will Goal drag them in Carolina. Arizona and Minnesota will be a great football game, but Arizona will win that one. Carolina, Arizona got Carolina, New England in the Super Bowl with Cam getting his first Super Bowl victory. And, and you guys know that New England can't beat Carolina, don't you? Where's that Super Bowl being played at? Um, isn't it? It's Santa Clara, California. Yeah. Oh my God, that's that's even better. It's not up in the snow somewhere. Oh, that's even better. Thank God it's out in, in great weather. But I mean, this is, this is a good playoff bracket, guys. Um, yeah, it's real good. I just I look at it. I'm just Quinn. What do you think? We'll start off with Seattle, Minnesota. You you put a post out on our board saying it's going to be one of the coldest games in NFL history. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it's supposed to be below zero, um, and I and I think that definitely favors Minnesota because the past couple of years they've been having to play outside inside instead of a dome, and uh, Seattle doesn't face that weather pretty much ever, and so I think that'll play a big factor in the game. I thought it got cold in in Seattle. Am I not, wrong about that, or is it just zero. wet? Not sub-zero. Yeah. And to think about the time. Didn't you say something, Jonathan, about the time, the the 1, Eastern, 1 p.m. Eastern start, the 10, it'd be 10 o'clock Seattle time? That that has the favor of Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was weird that the NFL did that, um, knowing that a West Coast team was playing in this game. I, I figured they'd do a little better job of scheduling there. They swung and missed it. Because it, it's a 1 o'clock start, which is a noon start in Minnesota, but it's a 10 a.m. start for Seattle. And that just, it just doesn't smell right to me that why the you know the NFL doing this, well, you know, and they're going to claim that, well, that's just how it works. I think that the NFL is like, mm, we really don't want Seattle moving on because, you know, I, I think at all at this point they're backing on Carolina and Arizona uh, being the top two and making Super Bowl, they don't want to make the road any difficult than it than it already is. Maybe you're right, but I think it was to penalize them for being the sixth seed. And 
you know, you look at it, Washington, that's a Eastern time zone. That game could easily be at one o'clock green Bay central. So that's, that would be a better matchup at, at, at one o'clock Eastern Green Bay, Washington, and then at four forty, Seattle, Minnesota. I mean, it's the I know you you reward Minnesota for having the higher seed, but come on, let's, football shouldn't be played before twelve o'clock anyway, or one o'clock. I mean, it should be in the afternoon, especially the playoff games. But uh, but Quinn, I mean, everybody and their mothers saying Seattle's going to blow these guys out. I just I don't see it. I mean, Minnesota's no. not a great football team, but Minnesota's good enough to win a home playoff game. And I, I think people will realize Sunday or Saturday, which day is it? Uh, Saturday they play. I think people's going to – or is it Sunday? It's Sunday. It's Sunday. I'm sorry. Sunday. People will realize Sunday, Jonathan, the importance of home club advantage in the playoffs. How it can be. I mean, it's, Jimmy Graham's not going to be playing for Seattle. You know, Marshawn Lynch is probable, but how how effective is he going to be in that game in that weather, Jonathan? An abdomen surgery had, I believe. You know, everything hurts when it's sub zero degrees. How does he how does he perform? He hasn't seen the field in what a month or so, five or six weeks. I can't remember how long it's been, but how is he going to play in those weather conditions against the Minnesota defense that can get after you? Uh, I mean, I have faith in Marshawn Lynch. Um, and that you know he's he's ready to play. I think he didn't play the last uh, week it's a week or so because he wanted that extra time to make sure he was 100 percent healthy and ready to get at it for the for the inevitable playoff game. Um, I mean you mentioned the Jimmy Graham injury. It, it it it's funny because after Jimmy Graham got hurt, Seattle went on this run to make the playoffs. So. I mean, you hate to say it like that, but it's almost like Jimmy Graham, their best offensive weapon in the passing game, and him going down might have been the best thing to happen to that team. And, and, and it doesn't really – it doesn't make any sense, but that's how it's turned out. The offense is just on a whole other level now. Uh, they're playing a lot better. Now, I do want to say for everybody saying Seattle's coming in on a hot streak and, you know, nobody wants to play them. Uh, well, um, A, they lost in week 16. They lost to St. Louis. They lost 23-13. to 13. B, they lost to St. Louis. St. Louis would love to play them right now. And that, this is a beatable football. You know, this is a team that can't be beaten. They're 10-6. I mean, that, it's obvious they're not a stalwart. They're not as good as they were last year. They can be had. So you just need a team that can get it done. The only question is, do you trust Teddy, Brid- Teddy Bridgewater in some zero-degree weather for the first time in his career. I mean, let's not forget, it's not like, you know, they have some battle-tested quarterback back there. It's Bridgewater's first playoff game, and it's also his first game below sub-zero. And remember, he's a Miami boy. You think he's looking forward to this game? So, I think that this is going to be a much more competitive game than a lot of people are giving either side credit for. Uh-huh. Yeah, and no, I think Bridgewater lives out there, and he's been there, what, last year he got to experience the cold. And I think after a couple of years, he probably adjusted to it a little bit more. Um, I, I just don't think Seattle – I think Seattle's being as great as this unbeatable force, the Seattle team of the last couple of years, and that's not even close to who they are, guys. Russell Wilson has played above his head a little bit. But they just don't have the same defense as they had. That's the key. They don't have that same swag. 
that swagger, what it takes to go in on the road. And just think after that sub Z, just think if Seattle does get past that zero degree, negative eight degree wind chill game, then guess what? They got to get on a plane and head to Carolina and Carolina is just licking their chops late for this opportunity to get some revenge. I think if, if Seattle can beat Carolina and Minnesota, uh, I don't know if they can beat Arizona or not, especially after Arizona went to Seattle earlier this year and blew them out. We'll see, but there's a lot of ifs. The, next, the other game I want to talk about, Green Bay and Washington. So I'm, I'm going to pick Minnesota. Jonathan, who are you picking? I'm going to pick Seattle in this one, and the only reason I'm doing that is because of the quarterback. And I'm going to stick with Seattle. Like yeah, a, I mean, that's a logical choice, guys. I don't want y'all to think I don't know anything about football. I'm just trying to to wrap my head around. I mean, common sense says take Seattle, really. I mean, that, that's what common sense tells you. But what my brain's telling me right now is there's more. Every time you think you have something nailed in the NFL, they throw you a curveball. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. you're really off. The line's only five points. Now, I mean – if it was going to be a blowout, that line would be at like seven and a half. That line's at five. They're they're tempting you, Jonathan. They're they're tempting you to take Seattle. Huh? Seattle's only got to win by a touchdown, and I win my bet. Uh, it's not going to be that easy. I will tell well, you this: Dude, Seattle won't cover. I can promise you that. Well, that's what I was going to mention. Minnesota was actually the best bet against the spread this year in the NFL. They finished 13-3, and three, I believe it was. Might have been 13-2-1. So, I mean, with that line being at 5-8, the Vegas zone. We all, we're all, all of us, you know, who bet on football are familiar, familiar with the Vegas zone. They put the 5 up there because games don't end at 5. You know, very rarely do they. And they wait to see how the public bets them. And I, I, I honestly believe this is a three-point game. I will say that. I think this is a three-point game, especially in that weather. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Quinn, you're going to Seattle. Did they cover the spread? Maybe no, I, I think it it'll be like a three-point game. All right. Well, I mean, so I'm just glad we're split right here. That we're not all on one side. And I really don't think we're going to be. I don't think we're going to be all both all sides. I think we're going to have different opinions in these games. And the next game coming up, the Kansas City Chiefs travel to Houston. Now, I, what's what, who's Houston's quarterback, Jonathan, this week? Oh wait, you mean the guy that won them the game last week? Um, oh God, what's his? Oh, Brian Hoyer. Going to Sonny Clark. Where's Sonny Clark at right now? Well, he's probably outside Brian Hoyer's house. Uh, you know, keep being an egg and doing whatever he's doing to try and throw him off because, you know, he won a game. So, obviously, you know, Sonny now has to go pick that fight. Well, Sonny, Sonny told me there was no way. Do you remember this? No way Brian Hoyer, Texans, were going to win Sunday. Do you remember that? Oh, of course I do. That's why I laid the six and a half. <laughs> well, today or Sunday, you're going to get Houston plus three again. This home field advantage, guys. I don't. I don't think people understand the magnitude of a home field advantage. Now, these Saturday games are starting at four thirty-five Eastern. The last one wrapping up at eight fifteen. I don't think in this game people understand playing in a dome. 
um, Jonathan the Noise, and you got J.J. Watt, man. That's all I have to tell you. J.J. Watt. And that clowny, you know, he's going to have something wrong with him. But if I on him to play, he'll have a toenail broken, and, uh, uh, eyelash in his eye, contact out. I don't know. Something will be wrong with Clowney. But I think Houston's going to get the win here. I do at home. And I think it's going to surprise a lot of people because a lot of people like Quinn think Kansas City's going to go into New England and win. They're not even going to win in Houston, Jonathan. I'm going with Houston in this game. Well, I think um, that this is an interesting game. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. Uh, these two teams faced off in week one. There are two totally different teams from there. Kansas City won Houston 27-20. It was a pretty good game. Um, now, people talk about how hot Kansas City is and look at the momentum they have and the role they're on. That's fine and dandy. Look at who they have played. Okay, this is the same mm-hmm. team that played four playoff teams in Chicago in a five-game stretch and lost all five of those. Okay, got smoked when they played four playoff teams. Look at their SOS, though. The teams they have played have all been over. Their SOS is over 500. They got Pittsburgh without Roethlisberger. They got Denver when Manning got hurt. And then they played a bunch of teams that are are, are sitting at home this weekend. They got a bunch of teams that are drafting top 10. You're going to tell me playing San Diego and playing Baltimore and playing Cleveland? That was tough. Look at the last 10 games. Don't look at the first six. Don't tell me SOS numbers. That's the whole schedule. Look at the last 10 and tell me what you see. I see a weak schedule. I see yeah, somebody, somebody get gifted. You're underestimating without momentum. You're underestimating Hold on, let's talk momentum. about this. Hold on, let's talk about this. October 25th, my birthday, Roethlisberger was out. They were at home. They won by 10. Uh, they played Detroit in Kansas City. Uh, beat the crap out of them, 45 to 10. That's when they were laying down earlier in the season. The bye week came. They went to Denver and won. That was when Peyton Manning got hurt. That's when they, I believe, that's when the game Peyton Manning went out. Am I right, Jonathan? It is. That's the game where he got injured. Okay. All right. San Diego, they went on the road and beat them 33 to 3. Buffalo, they beat them by 8. Went to Oakland, beat them. Uh, San Diego, Baltimore, Cleveland, those were some, I mean, tough games to win like they did. They weren't just barely winning them on some of them. They were, they were, I get what Quinn's saying, I get what you're saying, but the one thing that I struggle with is Alex Smith. That's, when I look at, at quarterbacks, and this is the only reason they'll win this game, Quinn, probably, is because Alex Smith is the better quarterback than what, what he'll be playing, and this will be the only time he'll be doing that. Probably, but yeah, I mean, they they lost to Houston, or they beat Houston, but they lost two different, two Green Bay, Cincinnati, Chicago. They lost to Chicago, Quinn, and Minnesota. So there's one, two, three, four playoff teams, five playoff teams, and they only came away with one victory there of those, I think. So I see what you're saying, Jonathan, and and now coming going on the road. Is Alex Smith good enough to go on the road in Houston in a playoff game? It's different. And I, I know, Quinn, you talk about momentum, but, I mean, you got to lose sometimes. I mean, how, how long can a streak go on? We saw, uh, what is this, a 10-game win streak right now? Yeah, it's yep. a 10-game. I mean, and if Kansas City wins this game, it's because of their defense. It has nothing to do with Alex Smith. 
Uh, if Justin Houston and Tom Bahali are healthy, they'll be able to get after Hoyer and and make the game a nightmare for him, especially since they have Marcus Peters, who's been phenomenal as a rookie this year, a cornerback, who is able to who's able to cover DeAndre Hopkins, who's a phenomenal receiver, with Eric Berry, who's an all pro safety recovering from uh, was it Hodgkin's lymphoma? I mean, he missed all last year due to Hodgkin's lymphoma. He's back. He's an all-pro. I mean, there, there's your best story of the year. You know, and he played at an yeah. all-pro level. He's control. He's playing center field. Houston's offense is going to struggle to move the ball. J.J. Watt, unfortunately, is only one guy. Kansas City's going to win this game like 16-3. to three. They're going to go on the road for the divisional round and get smacked. Call it now. They're going to get smacked if they play New England. I don't have faith yeah, in New I'm England right now. I don't want to pick Kansas City too, guys, and 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 it's because of the quarterback. Honestly, I mean, it's I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Kansas City. I, I think Houston could win, guys, being at home. But again, Kansas City beats these kind of teams that are not very good and shouldn't even be in the playoffs anyway. So, Quinn, you're going Kansas City as well, I guess. Yeah. You picked up to beat New England. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, let's move on in the bracket a little bit, and let's talk about the Green Bay-Washington game. What a matchup right here. Green Bay's favored one. It, it's moved back and forth. Washington favored Green Bay. But Again, I'm going to look at quarterbacks. I'm going to look at quarterbacks right now, but there's no momentum for Green Bay right now. That's one thing, Jonathan, that you got to look at. Green Bay looks terrible. I mean, they look like they don't even know what a football is. When I watch them play, I'm, I get very concerned because they can't run the ball very well, and some people disagree with me on that. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anybody to go to. got to wear the hoodie. That's about it. I mean, I mean, how can Green Bay go in there and get this win, Jonathan, on the road at Washington? And I have no no faith in Washington because every time I've watched Washington play somebody good, skull drug. I mean, just like that. Anytime Washington plays a weak team, they, they win. Sometimes they blow it open. But, Jonathan, I'm looking – you talk about a weak schedule in a team. Let's look at, right quick, Washington's opponents. They beat Cleveland. Uh, that's in the wild card. Or the, hold on, that was in the preseason. But let's go. They lost to Miami. They lost to the Giants. They've lost to Atlanta. They lost to the Jets. They lost to New England. They lost to Carolina by about 28. They lost to Dallas without Tony Romo. They, and then they won four straight. They beat Chicago by three. They beat Buffalo, they beat Philadelphia, the game that they wanted Chip Kelly fired in, and then they beat Dallas by 11. I mean, who have they beaten, Jonathan? Who is Washington beating to make you think they can beat Green Bay right now? Well, the the reason I'm going to take Washington in this game is because they're, they're, they've been exceptional at home. Uh, they really have been. With Green Bay, obviously, they've been shaky – uh, all year, but they've been shaky on the road as well. They have a winning record on the road, uh, but they've been shaky. Um, but I'm p- taking Washington more from the aspect of Green Bay will beat themselves, and that's just how they've been this year. Uh, they they tend they 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 really they've operated more on the side of beating themselves than anything. I mean, this is a team that started six and zero, 
finish the year uh, on a four and six slide. And it was a really ugly slide. And if you look at their past seven games, you take away the Hail Mary against Detroit. I mean, we're talking about a nine and seven team. So and that this has just not been per, you know ever since October uh, came you know October came around Columbus Day came around this team just looked awful so dreadful so I I think Rogers is going to struggle to find guys to hit because this Washington defense is it's not great but it's pesky I mean we saw it, we saw the the hint of it in the Atlanta game they're not great but they're pesky enough they're opportunistic you know to a point. And I just think Green Bay's defense, for as much star power as people try to look at it with Peppers and Matthews um, and all the money they spent on that side of the ball, they're not very good. Ever since Charles Woodson left, that defense lost uh, the edge. And it's just, yeah. they're, they're not good. They, they they have a hard time stopping the run. And, you know, if they, if they, and to do that, they have to sell out, so then they give up the passes. I think that Green Bay's defense is their downfall. Kirk Cousins had an excellent year. His numbers at home have been phenomenal. I think Washington wins this game. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, when I look at Green Bay, I think what's going to hurt them the most is looking ahead to see that, okay, just think, if we give everything we have and we beat Washington on the road, how are we going to go to Carolina or Arizona? I mean, like, honestly, does Green Bay want to – Get humiliated. I mean, do, I mean, Rogers does he even want to win this game against Washington because if he does, he's going to get destroyed by some of these defenses. And I just, I watched Green Bay play the other night, and they just can't move the football. I mean, that's it. And 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 just like you said, Jonathan, this game's in Washington. They played very well there this year. Kirk Cousins right now is playing better football than Aaron Rodgers, and I think it's because of who he has around him. I mean. It's, I know it sounds weird, but it but it looks like to me, Quinn, that that Green Bay doesn't have as much talent as Washington. Isn't that isn't that something that sounds stupid? But when I watch football, Washington looks better than Green Bay. Yeah, well, when Jordy Nelson went down, uh, they as a Packer fan was telling me at this Christmas party I was at is nobody can get open, so that means they have no mm-hmm. speed. And mm-hmm. that's the coaches and GM's fault that they're not bringing in talent. And then the Packers' defense has never been that good. They've relied on offense to get them through. But even with Woodson, that Green Bay defense was never that good. So, Sorry. I'm going to tell you this. I mean, I can, how, many, how many playoff games has Kirk Cousins played in? None. None. Yeah. How many have Aaron Rodgers played in? A whole damn lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm picking Green Bay right there. Yeah. And and this is as far as Green Bay goes in my mind. There's no way yeah. they're going to go and beat Carolina or Arizona. But anytime you have a quarterback as good as Aaron Rodgers and some arguably the best quarterback in the NFL and people that say he's not, they're, they're blind. I mean, it, it's just – it is what it is. Your offensive line sucks right now. You can't run the football. People don't respect you, and I, I don't think that's at Aaron Rodgers, as Quinn said. I think that's the GM level's fault right there for not bringing in better talent to your team, more depth. You can't put it all on one guy, and and I think that's what they did. It's like Gronkowski going out for New England, guys. It's big. I mean, when it happens, you lose your number one weapon, and New England looks like crap. So we'll 
We'll see. Quinn, you're picking Washington in this game? No, I, I have Green Bay winning, but I went back and forth on it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I have I have Green Bay pulling it out. All right. Well, the last game, and it's not to disappoint, Saturday night, Pittsburgh goes into Cincinnati, Jonathan. I think Andy Dalton's going to end up playing in this game. Uh I don't know what you've heard or, or anything. They said they're preparing like McCarron's playing. If A.J. McCarron plays in this game, Pittsburgh probably win by three touchdowns. Uh, it's going to be a, a good game if Andy Dalton plays. But I just don't think in prime time Cincinnati's ready for what Pittsburgh's going to do. And, if you, you know, if you're Pittsburgh, you have to feel very blessed right now that you're even in the playoffs, thankful, on your knees, thankful that Buffalo beat the Jets and that you beat Cleveland after you choked the week before. Who did they lose to the week before? Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah. They, lost to, they lost to Baltimore. They're in the playoffs now. Too much Ben Roethlisberger in this game. I just think Pittsburgh's going to go in at Cincinnati and get a win. Uh, Jonathan, I just can't see any other way. I don't see. I don't care who's the quarterback for Cincinnati. Pittsburgh gets a win. Uh, see, I, I agree. Uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Uh, I heard earlier today that uh, Dalton had his uh, his pass put off. So, you know, he's going to try and practice. He's going to try and play this week. I mean, I'd rather put A.J. McCarron out there than Andy Dalton if he's not 100%. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, people, you know, Pittsburgh is a team that, when people say they're coming in hot, nobody wants to play them. Everybody wants to play Pittsburgh because they think they can be had. That defense isn't very good. Um, and offensively, especially at the end of the William Preston this time, they become way too one-dimensional. Uh, I think I think Pittsburgh is a very good team. I think they win this game uh, by a comfortable margin. I, I'd be okay laying eight, you know, anywhere between, you know, six to eight points on this game. I, I think they wind up winning about 23-13. Yeah, yeah, I think they cover about a touchdown, 10 points. Quinn, who do you like in this game? Are you going to pull the trigger I, and go I to like, the Bengals? I, I like Pittsburgh, and I, and I think they win by 14-plus. Yeah, Pittsburgh's a playoff team, and you look, I mean, Cincinnati, like, like Johnson said earlier, they hadn't won a game in the playoffs since the 90s, 1990. That was before you were born, Quinn. Yeah, that's the last time Cincinnati won a, won a playoff. That's before you were born, John. Oh, yes, it was. I mean, and that, that's just an astounding fact. So you, you you two have never seen Cincinnati play in a playoff game and win. I remember the Icky Woods days back when they played San Francisco and got spanked. You know, when they finally made a Super Bowl, Boomer Sides and it was a good team, but. Andy Dalton's your quarterback now. It's a different mentality. And, and I'm with you, Jonathan. I think A.J. McCarron's actually looked respectable the last few weeks. I don't think I'd bring Andy, Andy Dalton in. And then guess what? They lose. Andy Dalton's a sucky quarterback again. He takes all the blame for it when the, the blame should be on the coach. Uh, I don't know how long Lewis can keep his job, but this guy's like a cat. He's got nine lives and I think they're about up, Jonathan. I think if they lose this this playoff game, I look for him to be replaced as well. I, I don't think he'll ever be fired. 
Cincinnati's owners too cheap for that. And that's just, you know, the nice way of putting it. He doesn't want to fire him and have to pay him. Um, so I don't think Marvin Lewis goes anywhere until his contract expires. Uh, you know, Mike, the owner, uh, I believe it's Mike Brown. Um, I think he's just content well, with what's going on there. Well, the well problem speaking of paying is, people, Notre, Notre, Notre Dame quit paying Charlie Wise when last week was his last payment. Notre Dame has yeah. been paying Charlie Wise for for about 80 years. <laughs> for a long time. But the problem is, is Marvin Lewis has been consistently getting Cincinnati to the playoffs. Now they can't win a playoff game, but they can be getting there. Can they get a coach to get them to the playoffs consistently like Marvin Lewis is? That's the thing. Well, I mean, because my, my retort to that is, Tony Dungy got the Bucks to the playoffs three years in a row, made an NFC tape some games in two, one, and done. And we dumped him and picked up Gruden won the Super the next year. And, and we show, you know, the Bucks showed it. It can be done. You know, this, yeah, it's, it's, but it's, how likely is it? Oh, it's not, the pieces are already there. It's not like they have to start over from scratch. And that, that's why it can be done. You already have pieces there for a good team. I just think you might need a different voice in that locker room. At this point, kind of like when Andy Reid got bumped out of Philly, you might be getting another point. Well, yeah, that's a good. I mean, I, I just think they need a, a coach to get them over the hump. They they still don't have that coach to get them over the hump, and this year is going to be another. I mean, this is a very good Cincinnati team, uh, record wise this year, and I mean these guys are a three seed. They should be a two, probably a one seed. They had to add Andy Dalton, but again, they're going to get in the playoffs in the game that matters, and they're going to freeze up. That's, that's what Cincinnati does, and it's sad. But you know, even if Cincinnati does make it past, they're not going to go into to Denver or, or whoever or New England and get a win. That's, that's not going to happen. Nobody's going into Foxborough and winning. And I think the AFC Championship game is going to be played in Foxborough, and I think it's going to be Pittsburgh and. And New England playing there. I don't, that's why, Jonathan, I think Bill Belichick just said, you know what, screw home field advantage. I'm not showing – because Colin Coward didn't mention something that was smart. A lot of coaches will – the last three weeks of the season, they kind of close the book on their playbook, really. They don't want to show anything. And I don't think he, he really cared about the one or two, but I think he didn't think Denver was going to make it. I think that's what surprised people. I think I, I, I don't. I don't think they lost on purpose. I just don't think they really put much effort to try to win, Jonathan. Yeah, but here's my thing with New England. They started ten and zero, and then they finished the year two and four. I mean, the injuries just started mounting up at, at key positions, especially running back. Um, and the offensive line started struggling. The the defense. Really, I mean, you know, they, they the secondary isn't as good as it was last year. I think New England has legitimate holes. I think they have legitimate concerns. Um, I don't think this is the New England team we're used to seeing. I and mean, we just have to remember, this team finished a year on a 2-4 and four slide. And it wasn't a pretty one, especially losing the you know, last few weeks of the year. You know, and it's not like they had the most mm-hmm. difficult schedule in the world. I, I think there's legitimate concern in New England's camp about what they're going to do. And this bye week was much needed. When, could you, when, when is the MVP going to be announced in the NFL? 
I have no, I, I actually have no idea. It's an award that I really don't pay too much attention to, to be honest with you, because it usually goes to the best quarterback. Well, that's Cam Newton. This year, it definitely is. Yeah. Well, some big news out of Auburn. Some big news out of Auburn. Carl Lawson will be returning. That's a huge recruit. That's like a ten-star recruit coming in, Jonathan. Uh, Carl Lawson is coming back for his senior year. But what what concerns me, Sean Coleman, the offensive lineman, which I'm happy he's going to the pros because. I mean, he beat cancer and everything. That's great. But he sucks as an offensive lineman. I think somebody's telling him the wrong thing, guys. Quinn, you're an Auburn fan. Sean Coleman, last year I watched him against uh, Miles Garrett, and he, he held him 25 times. He got called for about eight of them. But he was just yeah, getting well, abused well, the he, whole entire well, game. Well, he did better this past year. He had a better season yeah. than his junior season. Yeah, but you never – I just didn't – I watched him. I watched film, and, yeah, yeah it was better. Well, it was sophomore season. Um, this was his junior year. He's leaving early. But I just think if he had one more year to come back and put up some great numbers with that offense, that he would go. But, but Jonathan, your kicker is going to the NFL. He's leaving early. That's got to sting a little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, it hurts to lose Aguayo. Uh, obviously, you know, he did great things for us. Uh, he will be missed. Um, I, I mean, you know, out of this whole situation, um, I don't know how well known this is, but the kid we actually have coming in to replace him is his little brother Ricky. So, um, I, I, as much as it's going to hurt to lose a while, I'm, I'm not too terribly concerned. We brought in two of the top kickers. We brought another one as well as a while. Um, you know, my, my, my biggest loss for the team with Jalen Ramsey. I hate to lose him. I really would have loved to have seen him come back. But you know what? If you're he's he's a guaranteed top pick, top ten pick. Go get your money, son. Go get it. You brought us a ring. You met you know, you played three great years for us. Go get your money. Yeah, they're talking about delaying the Heisman trophy voting right now, which I think is is a great move right now. The Heisman Trophy has become a joke, by the way. I don't know if y'all understood that or noticed that, but it, it um, has. if you turn in if you turn in the Heisman Trophy vote before the season's over, you should lose your vote. Um, I, I really believe had people watched the championship weekend and they and they had an open mind, Jonathan and Stanford wasn't on TV at one a.m. here ever every weekend. I think you'd give it to McCaffrey or you'd give it to Watson. If you really watch those two people play in their championship games, I don't think Derrick Henry is the best player in football, guys. I don't. I think he's a good running back for Alabama. He's surrounded by five stars. But look at Christian McCaffrey, for God's sake, what he's done. Look at look at what Watson's done. And, and that's what I'm talking about. Clemson hasn't been in a, a championship game in a long, long, long time. And he's led them to an undefeated record, Jonathan. And that that means something. When's the last time Clemson's been undefeated and and didn't choke it away? This guy, the third player to ever throw for thirty five hundred yards and rush for a thousand. I mean, and if you know if he goes off in the in the college football championship game, he could be the first one to throw for four thousand. I mean, you don't know. I mean, I know he wouldn't, but I mean, why not wait until? 
at least Wednesday. I mean, the the players don't even know. Wednesday, you get notified if you're going or not, and that's it. And by, by Wednesday, electronically, you have to log into your account. You have to submit your vote away, and it times it. It puts a time stamp on it. So you can't vote any time before that. What do you think about that? I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, I agree with you. I, I think the whole the voting process has become a sham. Um, I'm not a fan of it at all, um, especially with guys turning in their votes early. I think that's a, I think that's a joke, and I think it's a travesty. Um, you know, because I mean, just like you said, Derek Henry clearly wasn't the best player in college this year. Wasn't even the best running back. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I, I think it was uh, at the end of the day, I think it was a political move. The the voting the way the voting went. Um, and, you know, he should be grateful and congratulations to him, but I, I like your idea. Yeah, I mean, hold people accountable. It's, look, I'm going to try to get a vote, okay? And I'm going to do it the right way. And I'm going to vote the best player in football right now. Um, and it's not the best player on the best team. That doesn't mean you're the best player. Who who meant the most of their team this year? Who's the best player in college football? And to me, it's McCaffrey. I mean, that's who I saw, Jonathan, with my own eyes. Would be like, wow, this guy is just simply amazing at what he does. And I don't know about you, but there's not too many five-star athletes at Stanford. I mean, they they're they're pretty good, but you know, Derrick Henry. You, you make Derrick Henry run against Alabama's defense. How how do you think he would do? Well, I think he would struggle. Yeah, he would. Auburn had him in check until the fourth quarter, and they run out of gas and just couldn't hold up anymore. In Florida, I mean, I mean, all he carries the ball can times. do is run, run straight down the middle. Yeah, and here's a here's a story. Les Miles is banning bars. I think Quinn, you said something about that one time, or or Sonny did. Um, a LSU player got stabbed in a bar, and uh, Les Miles comes out and he's like, "You know what? I'm banning it." He, he That's is banning. Smart players going to bars and I don't know how he's going to enforce that but uh, I guess if if I'm Les Miles and Jonathan and, I'm a, and a player goes to a bar, guess what? First time you get caught in the bar you're off the team. There's no warning. There's no suspension. We've already, Here's your warning. So it says for the first First, the good news is Dylan Gordon will be released from the hospital after being stabbed multiple times in a major incident at a bar, Baton Rouge, early Tuesday. Now the fallout, Tigers coach Les Miles has banned players from going to bars. I'm cutting it off, Miles said Tuesday. It's just not worth it. The reason you go out is because you want social, or social interaction. Social interaction can take place at the home. At class can make can take place in a number of places. You don't have to to a fight night club. <laughs> Gordon, 22, as a three-year-old, he's been a three-year starter tight end, started a ruptured Achilles on October 17. Jonathan, this is uh, the guy came back to thank you, Lord. It just wasn't my time. He responded, you get stabbed multiple times. I mean, you're probably going to die most of the time. This kid's lucky to be alive, Jonathan. Last miles, kudos for you for putting your foot down on this garbage yeah, and yeah. it's not the first time as players have been involved in bar stuff. Just a few years ago, there was a bar mm-hmm. incident with LSU players. The quarterback. So, yeah. The quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm in full support of this. I really am. <laughs> uh, Jimbo Fisher laid down the same uh, the same rule after um, you know we had the in- incidents with DeAndre Johnson and Dalvin Cook and USF's coach actually did the same thing in Tampa. Um, he banned his players from Ebor, which is really just a, a party area of Tampa. So I, I think um, honestly, I think it's a great move. It's a good way to keep your players in check. And like you said, you know, here's your warning. You don't believe me? Test my patience. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what what I would do. Yeah, it's not this. Well, we're gonna sit you out of half if you go against me. What I said. It's like when I was a kid. You know, Dad said, "Hey, you know, don't do not cross the street. You stay out here. Do not cross the street." I cross the street. Oh my God! There's no warning. There's no sitting down and talking to Brian about his mistake. It's beat the hell out of me from from the point I'm found and to the back of the house, through the backyard, back through the house again. That, that's how the message gets sent. You don't talk to people and, and get through to them. You beat the hell out of them. It worked when I was a kid, and it still works today if, if people would do it. But now it's called child abuse, and you guys are lucky you didn't grow up in my day or my parents, and you'd both be dead. What you talking about, Brian? <laughs> my, dad, my dad believed in the same thing. He had the same I know, I know. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard you talk about him. And that's, that's, my dad was old school. I mean, you, you questioned him, you'd get your teeth knocked out. I mean, it was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quinn, I'm... Yeah, my Quinn, mom... I'm, I'm, I, when, when, when's the last time, Quinn, you've gotten a beating with a belt? When's the last time? Uh, I never did. I got threatened by my dad, and one time I had my dad kind of slam me on the ground, but he he never really, like, tried to, like, hurt us too much. He would just threaten us and tell him what he would do, and, and that, that kind of did it. But he's really mild out. So his temper is a lot better than it once was. My my my, my, dad, my dad had a, a leather strap hanging on the wall on the nail, and it said, "When talking doesn't work," it said on it. And the man, you get hit with that thing. It's like, <laughs> dang, man, you don't you don't want the strap coming off the wall because it's gonna mean it's gonna be a lot of pain for somebody, and it's usually me. And and I did some stupid stuff as a kid to deserve it too. I'm surprised I'm alive today from not getting beaten to death. But uh, I did some stupid stuff. And uh, thank God for the belt. Um, turned out pretty good, I can could, I could say. But without discipline, and it, it's not just at home. It's like in business and anywhere you go in life. You can't beat your employees or anything. But, you know, you have to be firm. There has to be consequences. Hold people accountable. And uh, my God, guys, I know y'all are younger. I don't know what's happened to the workforce, but, man, we need some people with work ethics out there in business. And I don't know if y'all see it or not, but the work ethics of people, well, I'm not going to go on that mm-hmm. tangent right now. But, but, hey, there's a big game coming up Saturday that nobody's talking about. Jacksonville State, my alma mater. I did graduate with a finance degree from them. Jonathan, they're in the, the FCS championship game. And uh, that game's going to be in Texas against North Dakota State. I mean, have you watched Jacksonville State besides the time they almost beat Auburn and should have beaten Auburn? Uh, I have. Uh, yeah, every time the FCS playoffs come around, I always enjoy watching it. It's always a 
it's always fun. And Jacksonville State's a really good football team. I don't care what anybody says. That's a, that's a <laughs> top quality team. Yeah, I mean, I've watched them. Quinn, you've seen them up close and personal. You watch them play yeah. against the FCS teams, they, they skull drag them. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, I've watched, I've watched them a little bit, yeah. So that team that, yeah, that came into Jordan-Hare and, and and should have beaten Auburn, it wasn't as bad as it looked. I mean, <laughs> I mean it, it was bad, but now looking at it, it's like, okay, this team, I think they went to the championship last year, and they were the number one offense in the FCS, but these guys have some legitimate players on their team. Just just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, hey, have we talked about the Oregon Ducks? I, I think we did. We talked about that the other night. Them choking a thirty-one point lead, and they fired the defensive coordinator instead of the head coach, Jonathan. They demoted him. I heard. Now he's oh, yeah, like, they demoted he's still him. on the staff. I'm like, why wouldn't you yeah. fire him? Period. Why wouldn't you call yeah. Tim Kelly and ask him to come back to Oregon right now? <laughs> oh my God! You, I, 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 yeah, I mean that game dear was Chip. pathetic. Oh my God! I would write a love game. note, dear, dear Chip, dear Chip. Would you please <laughs> come back to my team before we get taken by the woodshed again in Pac-12? I mean, it's, it's only a matter of time. And I know Jason Humphrey loves Helfrich. I'm telling you, he's not the coach that puts fear in you. I look at him and I think, of, oh, my God, I'm about to run you off the field. You got beat by Gary Patterson. Without their quarterback, he was in jail. The running back wasn't there. Their center wasn't there. And they come back and beat you 31. You were up 31 to nothing, Jason. I just can't, I just can't let you off the hook. The Oregon Ducks, fire Mike Helfrich today. Right now, just pick up the phone and call him and fire him. Because that that's what he deserves. You lose the game with a thirty one to nothing lead. Every player on that team would be kicked off or moved from their scholarship or I would I would tell the professors to flunk them, give them Fs, whatever. I'm starting over. This is with Chip Kelly, Jonathan. <laughs> Chip Kelly back to Oregon. I'm starting the I'm starting the campaign. Yeah, Oregon's losing their mojo. They really are. And they are. They could be even worse next year, even if this kid that they got coming from North Dakota State, even if he is good, I still don't know how well Oregon will do next year. Well, well, it, I'll tell you this. If there's a quarterback that's playing for him next year on that field the other night, then, my God, they may go 0-12. <laughs> let, let me bring Humphreys on the line. Jason. Jason, tell me, tell me about your quarterback and a coach in the last week. So, first off, Simple Kelly is not going back to Oregon. Simple Kelly will be in New England next year. Do what? Simple Kelly is going to take the OC job in New England if the current OC takes another job. You think you think Chip Kelly is going to go to be an offensive coordinator after being a head coach and actually is taking it, a, a four-win team to the playoffs? Yeah. No, he, he'll be in Tennessee next year. I think Tennessee he needs to be in Oregon. So, so tell yeah. me, Jason, would you rather have Mike Helfrich or or Chip Kelly? <sighs> 
Chip Come on, because man. On, on, on this case, Chip Kelly's shown that he could develop a quarterback. I want to see from Mark Elfrick that he can develop a quarterback and not get a rental quarterback. <laughs> you know you know what Mike Elfrich is? He's Gus Malzahn. He has to go find these quarterbacks that other people have developed and just got out of prison to come quarterback the team. <laughs> I mean, he's – he, I mean, he he can't. You're right. He can't develop a quarterback. So now he's going to North Dakota State to find him one or whatever. I mean, why can't he he recruit a four or five star quarterback and develop that system? I don't know, Brian. Brian, we we have seven scholarship quarterbacks on the team right now. Seven, and none of them could have played this offense. Like I. Uh-huh. I get the fact that we got three two freshmen coming in. Seven well, quarterbacks? Seven well, quarterbacks? Holy yeah, seven God. quarterbacks on the roster. Yeah. And now you're yeah, bringing one uh, in from where, 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 where did Quinn say? Where, where is he coming from? Montana or Monta- Montana State. Yeah, mm-hmm. Montana State, yeah. Hey, don't, you know what? be here you got, for I'm, spring ball, but that's – one year. I'm not. I'm not beating so, you up, Jason, because our coaches are the no, same I, way. I, our I Auburn Tigers are, are are the same way. I haven't seen Gus Malzahn develop crap since he's been like, there as a like quarterback, I, which which concerns like told, me a lot, by the way. Yeah, like like I told my boss last night. The only problem I have with Mark Halford about the automobile is how come you didn't replace Jeff Lockett? Um, Jeff Lockett is probably a good kid and the one that he is, but he, he can't run the offense. He can't as a partner passer. You need a quarterback. That's a dual threat. Yep. Well, so, I mean, that, that's Auburn too, man. That's Auburn. You get a, a Sean White, he comes in there and looks like a, a terrible high school quarterback at best. I mean, it's just the, the system, and that's the thing. If you're Helfrich, and your mouth's on, you got to be able to, to change your offense a little bit. If you don't have a quarterback that can run it. Yeah. You have to be yeah, good enough sure. as a coach to change. And I don't and I don't see that. But 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 what Quinn said is true is Oregon's losing their swagger. They're losing yeah, that, that prestige. I mean I I just think they're losing it, man. And next year I don't know who you open up with but I don't know what you're what your season looks like or your quarterback play looks like, but this could be a six and six year for you next year. How, how are Oregon hey, fans hey, going to respond to Helfrich in six have, and six? We have a trip to Nebraska next year, so wow, that's, um, that's like playing a junior college. I don't yeah, know if it'll be that easy. Nebraska, Nebraska could be better than they were this year, and and Nebraska just had some bad luck. As we yeah, were no saying, problem. they were better than a six-win team. Oh, yeah. What, four five games? The ball bounces a different rate? Yeah. yeah. So I would go get Sarkeesian out of rehab if I was you. I would go to rehab <laughs> and get Sarkeesian nope. out of rehab <laughs> if I was you. No. Uh, 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 or, I don't you know, love Mark Elfrick's to death, but he needs to develop the quarterback. Uh, uh, I mean, he needs to do the job of the mode of the defensive coordinator, but 
okay, you don't have one, who are you going to bring in? That's the question. So, so he hasn't brought in anybody then, right? So he just demoted some guy without firing him. But so yeah, the guy's still uh, sitting out voted. there. Yeah, he's... Well, I hope, um, I hope if I ever him. get fired, it might probably demote me and keep my salary the same and put me in an easier position. I mean, I wish that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> Doug Totem got moved to linebacker coach, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah. that a, that's bad. <laughs> it, it is pretty bad. It's... As well, Jason, I'm I sorry to beat you up. I'm, 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 I'm no, sorry. No, I'm sorry to beat you up, man. It's, it's all good. It's been, I know I'm a duck fan, but I'm on those message boards. Some duck fans are really arrogant. And, yeah, Oregon blows a 31-point lead. Yeah, they're going to get trash stuck right back to them. <laughs> and no one else. Yeah. Well, I'm going to trash She's the hell crazy. out of them because, you know, why I trash the hell out of them. Auburn sucks, so I have to trash the hell out of everybody else to keep them off me, you know. <laughs> yeah, but a 31-point lead, geez, so leads. Yeah, especially with, with their quarterback go. <laughs> you yeah, had like uh, 70 <laughs> yards of offense. And like, yeah, you know, it, the, 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 the good thing about it, I hit the over. But that was about yeah, it. Yeah. Right, Jonathan, the over hit. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Good for you. Uh, Jonathan's still mm-hmm. mad about that game, by the way. Can you not tell? Oh, I, I I would be mad if I was him too. That's that's the thing about betting. Betting is a really crazy world because you'll be up one minute and especially yep. in football, those back and forth games and and the whatnot. So. I hate Oregon. I'd be now. rich right now. I'd, I'd be yeah. rich right now if it wasn't backdoor scores and. Rigged ball games yeah. that you're up against. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, all right, Jason, man. Well, uh, call me when y'all find a coach, okay? <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll do. All I'll right, put in my... That's Jason Humphrey for the Oregon Ducks. At least he's got the stones to call in. Thank you for joining the show tonight. Um, but, but Jonathan, he's talking about Hilfer's not developing quarterbacks. Name me a quarterback guy that I've developed. Uh, oh, uh, exactly. Oh, I, I, I mean, tech, uh, well, uh, Cam Newton, he, he didn't need developing. He was developed. Nick Marshall, he developed. Quinn, um, if I'm Gus Malzahn, I'm allowing a quarterback to go work with a guru or something and not be so arrogant that they have to just work with me because obviously it's not working. I mean, why did you recruit Sean White? I mean, why is he even on the team? I don't understand that. Jeremy Johnson, you screwed with his head so much. He can't even. He doesn't want a team to throw it to. <laughs> because I think I think he saw that Sean White was a co- good quarterback and that uh, he He's could address the system. He doesn't he suck. No, give me a he if, if he was in a pro-style system, he would do well. He sucks. He's six foot. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I've said it from day one, too. And you've got to admit, I told you, and I said, look, they're going to go JUCO. And you're like, no, they're not. And Sean White's the future. Two weeks later, Gus is on the phone signing a JUCO kid. (laughs) There's a reason. Because, Jonathan, I want you to, and and be honest with 
and just debate with me and Quinn here. I see no talent in John White. I see a kid that's got some strength. I do. But but he throws so many interceptions that it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, Jonathan. I mean, he's just like a quarterback that's going to win you the SEC. That's all I'm saying. No talent? I mean, you're bashing on a freshman. That's in a in, in a bad system for him. I mean, exactly. red shirt freshman, red shirt. Yeah, I'm not you know, to bash I mean, the kid guys. Look, I'm, how many red shirt freshmen are really that successful, Brian? I don't know, Johnny Manziel. That's it. No, but, I mean, McQueen, James McQueen, McQueen, I'm gonna tell you this. Maybe I'm exaggerating that he sucks, but let me tell you this: as long as he's an offer. He will not win the SEC for us, and that's that's what I care about. I mean, what are you doing there? It's like he's not a dual threat quarterback. He can't run. Yeah, he's he can't he's, throw. He's not tall enough to throw open. He throws interceptions, and he's a freshman. I'll give him that, but he's never going to be able to beat Alabama. He's never going to be able to beat teams with the elite defenses. You got to have somebody that can run the football, and and that's he's why I think he pro- may transfer. He's not for the pro-style system. And he does have talent because he was an elite 11 quarterback. I mean, I he know, does have talent, I just know. he's not for a pro system. He's not, not know, for across the system. But then that's exactly what I'm saying is why is he here? That's what I'm saying. Why is he on the roster? Because Gus convinced him. Because Gus told him that he would probably be able to adjust his strength. Well, Gus lied. Well, yeah, Gus yeah, lied. And, and it's I, not, it's not Sean White's much, fault. He just took a beating. Yeah. Gus had too He's much... 190 pounds. Yeah, Gus had too much confidence in himself. I think Gus's head is a little bit too big at times. Yeah. And when yeah. it comes Sean to White's, his offense, it gets really big. Look, Sean White is too small to play quarterback in the SEC. The offensive line wasn't good at blocking for him. I mean, he got tormented and hit so hard. And the heart of this kid, if you put his heart in Jeremy Johnson, you'd have a national championship. That's something we can't do. But I would like to see Sean White transfer somewhere and do well at another school because, I mean, like you said, he's a pro-style quarterback. Why would Gus even – even get him to come in. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope he comes in and wins the national championship for us. I'll be the first one to say, hey, I was wrong, guys. But there's a reason Gus went to JUCO and said, hey, you know, we've got to we've got to try something. But I'm about to have to wrap it up. Sunday Sunday we're gonna we're gonna go over all the playoff games up to a certain point. We I think there'll be one. Should we do the show after the the game, Jonathan? Is that what you want to do? Um, what do y'all think after the um, Green Bay Washington game at 4:40? We'll do the yeah. the show that way. We can talk about all four games for the weekend, and we can preview Alabama Clemson. That sounds good. Yeah, I like that. All right, so about eight o'clock, about eight o'clock Eastern. We'll start. We may finish at the end of it. Uh, basketball, we'll talk some college basketball. Kentucky's losing right now. Wonder what's going on with them. Great game, Kansas, Oklahoma, number one versus two. Jonathan, I'm not dropping Oklahoma from number two after that loss. 
Yeah, it'd be hard to. That was uh, that was one of the best college basketball games I have seen in a long time. It was an amazing performance by both teams. And, I mean, you, you know when somebody had a great game, when the opposing fans actually give him a standing ovation after the game, uh, Buddy Heald was phenomenal for Oklahoma and is definitely somebody who should be considered for a player of the year candidate. Yeah, those are two final four teams could be right there from the same comp. I mean, that's how good they are. Uh, North Carolina's looking good right now. They beat Florida State on the road. They skull-drugged them, Jonathan. Every time Florida State would get close, they would do something stupid, and North Carolina would go on an 8-0 run on them. It's just disappointing because I thought Florida State had a shot to win that game. I really did. Uh, yeah, I mean, very talented Florida State team, but unfortunately we had nobody inside who could stop Bryce Johnson. Uh, Bryce Johnson had one of the most incredible performances we've seen uh, from a big man in a long time, finished with uh, 39 points and 23 rebounds. I mean, he was a one-man wrecking crew down low, and they have exposed one of Florida State's uh, huge weaknesses, and that that bothers me a lot. Uh, Leonard Hamilton needs to get that fixed because, you know, we, he's mm-hmm. the always be able to find guys to play down low. We don't have that this year. In hockey right now, the Montreal Canadiens up two to one over the New Jersey Devils. Chicago Blackhawks up one to nothing over Pittsburgh in the second. So just throw throw some hockey in there. Well, guys, Brian, you're you're amazing. Thank you, I appreciate it. Many of you like that. Uh, We'll see you guys Sunday, and God bless. Take care, Jason. I'm gonna start that website. Chip Kelly back to Oregon. You jump on it and share it. Spread it around, okay? He's still listening right now. But we'll we'll see you guys Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. God bless. Take care. And enjoy this weekend of football. Yep. All right, y'all. Have a great one. Thank you.